When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the tired Jason Shear. Shear, it is raining where I am right now. There is a thunderstorm. I have had missionaries knock on my door this morning. What are you up to at this point, my friend? Uh, It's a little cloudy outside. I mean, I only live like 20 minutes away from you. I'm playing it safe. I'm sending everything in your direction right there, my friend. All right. You have the, the downed power line that you asked me about at six o'clock in the morning. I am a very early riser. I actually put that on Twitter and somebody said, no, dude, it's a low voltage line. It's nothing big or whatever. So anyways, just trying to help out when I can. All right. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk a lot of Arizona basketball, some Arizona football. Obviously, um, we're going to talk about Johnny Nansen. We are going to get an apology again from Jason Shear to Dwayne Aquina. Dwayne Aquina has been asking for this apology and he will get this apology right here. But many things. Um, Oh, and Jed Fish, uh, Jed Fish with the ultimate G move, as the kids would say out there. But first, Sheer, generally the national media is behind when it comes to Arizona athletics. I think they're spot on when it comes to Arizona basketball this year. They're picking their uh, the pick of the Wildcats to win the Converse and 12 nationally feels about right. I don't have a vote in the matter. You do. What say you, my friend? I don't. I don't have an AP vote. <laughs> what a uh, loser. I know. Uh, it's fine. You know, uh, I get it. <laughs> you don't like it. You don't like it. I, I, I think I, I hate preseason polls. Like my theory has always been, if you have a preseason poll, um, it should come out in like, it, well, there just shouldn't be preseason polls. Basically. There's a few teams that I don't think are better than Arizona, but you know, but right now I guess it's fine. Like Tennessee and Creighton, and Gonzaga, I don't think she are better than Arizona. But, all right. Now, this is always why the Big Ten feasts and gets rated way higher than they should, because there will be t- how many big I should actually know this. And I didn't put this in my show notes. How many Big Ten teams are in the top 25? Look right now. Oh, over or under seven. I'm, I'm not looking. I just figured all of them, Mike. Yeah, they're all. I think that's actually a fair point. <laughs> um, But Tommy Lloyd, though. I think this is going to be his best team. We got an exhibition Friday post game show uh, uh, on tap right after that. Um, I don't see a ton of weaknesses now. Granted, a lot of this has to a lot of this has to come together. But I am far more optimistic about this year's team than I was last year's team, and last year's team was a number two seed. 
I'm counting them now. There's not that many, actually. How many? Uh, Michigan State, Purdue. Is that it? No way. No. Yeah, dude, that's it. Illinois, only three. All right. Well, that's still three too many. Well, maybe two, one too many. But <laughs> um, all right. What's your question? Really, what's your question? Yeah, my question though. Well, it wasn't really a question. I actually think this is. I think this is going to be his best team. We've said that a few different times. It might take a little bit longer, but I do think that this will be a squad that by the end of the uh, um, by the end of the season is going to be his best team and the team most uh, prepared to make a march in March. I think it's his most balanced team because even when you go back and you look at um, the Ben team with Thalen and all that, you know, Kurt Kreese's injury hurt that team. Like Justin mm-hmm. Kyer, uh wasn't the best and, and Dale and Terry wasn't. I mean, he could run the point, but he wasn't point guard. This year's team, when you take a look at it, if something were to happen to Kyle and Boswell, you still have Jade and Bradley and you're fine, right? Like it, it's, there's more depth in that backcourt. And I think because of that, and the depth overall, this is his best team. Yeah, and there's really no player that you lose, like you said, and you can't return, you can't recover from. Umar Ballo, leader of men. We don't want to lose Umar Ballo, obviously, but I think we've seen enough from Mount Crevis to be able to say that he is going to be Arizona would be just fine. The one player that I do think that would really be a uh, that would really be a blow would be uh, Keyshaw Johnson. That's the one guy that I think it would be impossible to replace. Yeah, I mean, I would say Pella. I'm shocked you didn't say Pella. I'm very upset with you, but you don't no, you're it. right. <laughs> you're right. It's it's clearly Johnson because he, to me, he he's very unique, right? Like Arizona has guards that are somewhat similar. Umar and Krevis. Umar's better, but Krevis is okay. There's no one as athletic as Johnson on the team at his position. He's gonna be the best rebounder on the roster. He he would be, you know, the the MVP, so to speak. Are you all right? I'm going to ask you this. We had when we had Jack Murphy on, he raised some eyebrows right there. We are on to you, Murph. We know what you're about. Always causing problems. Murph said that he believes that Keyshaw Johnson will be on an NBA roster next season. I could see it. I don't no, think that's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. Uh, no, I don't think he will be. But I don't, I, think, I, don't I don't think he'll get drafted. He'd have to make it, you know, off roster. I, I don't see him getting drafted. It, wouldn't it be the most shocking thing, but right now I, I don't I don't think so. I don't really see that one either, but I would love to be wrong on it. But I do think that he's going to be somebody that will be 14 and eight. I also think and you you can vote for the all conference teams, though. This is correct. Yeah, I voted him on the preseason team when he didn't make it. I was very that, that was a little bit of an oversight right there. By the way, uh, Misner says whiskey, Maryland and Indiana are getting votes. Too many votes. Don't put any of them in there. We agree. Um, oh, all right. We're got comments coming in hot and heavy. Crevis is going to eat Mara's lunch. Mara's lunch sounds like an Italian restaurant, like down on fourth Avenue. <laughs> it really does. I can't wait for Umar to play outplay Zach Eady. Oh, I'm going to crush so you. Here's what Sheer, Sheer got ahead of himself a little bit before this was last year. He said, Umar Ballo is going to eat Zach Eady alive. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. And then he said, I mean it literally. Sheer, do you still yeah. think he plans on eating Zach Eady? He's going to literally eat Zach Eady alive. Right. All right. Now, Caleb Love. Um, obviously, he was on the all-conference team. Not your guy, Caleb Love. But I think Caleb Love, I have come to the uh, conclusion that this is what Caleb Love is going to do this year. Caleb Love's going to average 14 points, and he's going to shoot 44% from the field 
and um, I think he's going to make you. Uh, I think he's going to make you apologize. Forty-four percent. Forty-four percent. I just said it right now. Forty-four percent. You agree? Uh, I, I agree with the fourteen. I think the fourteen is solid. I'm going forty percent. Forty percent. Maybe Dude, if we Caleb have- Love averages fourteen points on forty-four percent shooting. So you're. I don't know. Uh, you're warming to it. You're warming to it. Over under forty-two point five. I'll take the I'll- under. I just said, well, no, the over would be 40% because you just said 40. Uh, 40 is low. A lot of guys, it's hard to shoot 40 in Tommy's system. I think 44. I mean, 44 would be his career high by how many? Uh, probably by about seven or eight points. But who cares? <laughs> wow. Has he ever shot? Let me look. I'm going to look right now. His yeah, highest. Good. Dude, his highest was last year, 37%. All right. But again, Hubert Davis. Um, Tommy Lloyd, uh, much better coach. You can have that. By the way, Brad Rich coming in hot and heavy. Chef Duarte, back the A, part of the back the A movement right here, a, a frontline performer. Um, Brad Rich said, Sheer did say this. This is true. You did say this, Sheer. And, whoa, 40%. Sheer likes Caleb Love now. Sheer, you've been playing hard to get for a while, but it does seem like you're coming around. That's all. That's uh, all. I'm coming around a little bit, yes. All right. I'm open. Now, I'm open. Chef Duarte. Chef Duarte, very good point. Love with better numbers than Kerr. Come on. Yes, well, yeah. I mean, Kerr didn't have better numbers. Not assists, though. Kerr will have more assists. All right, so do you believe that Jaden Bradley's coming off the bench? Uh, Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be very interesting here because, obviously, I think Tommy wants to start Pella. Um, Pella was not good as a starter, then turned into Larry Bird off the bench, though. Um, I think we're going to know pretty early on if in the first five or six games of Pella struggles, if he's really cut out for that role or not. We're going to get to Zoom Diallo here in a second, though. But Sheer, go ahead. You leave my guy alone. He is cut out for that role. All right. First All right. round NBA lottery pick. Noah Larson. All right. Jake Franklin. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If Pella goes first, he's not going to. But if Pella goes first round, right, would that be the biggest Tommy Lloyd draft dub ever? By a mile. Like you put, you, yeah. If you put a player that shoots a set shot and can't dribble into the NBA and who's six foot four, that is a big testament to the Tommy gun right there. All right. Now, somebody that can dribble, and it's becoming interesting right here, Zoom Diallo. Now, Five-star uh, point guard out of the uh, out of the Northwest region. Um, I always thought that this was a long shot, but now the rumors are that Arizona is picking up steam. He's expected to be here this week. Arizona have a real chance with Zoom Diallo now, Sheer? Yeah, I don't know what Zoom is doing because Zoom doesn't know what Zoom is doing. But if he's on campus this weekend, Arizona has a shot. That's just how recruiting works. If Arizona is bringing Zoom in on an official visit, and indications are right now he has indicated he's absolutely coming. Who knows? I could change, blah, 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 recruiting. But if he makes it to campus this weekend, Arizona absolutely has a shot to land him. All of a sudden, if you get Zoom Diallo, does Arizona Arizona have the best recruiting class in the country then at that point? Or it's if not, it's right there because you'd have Jamari Phillips underrated at the top 20. I think you guys dropped him, by the way, did you not? Uh, like two or three spots, I think. Unacceptable. But well, either I think, way, I think part of that is just because new guys are in. True. Either way, I don't care. It doesn't matter. They move 
Jamari Phillips does not move. Top 20, though, uh, Carter Bryant, both those guys likely to be McDonald's All-Americans. Zoom Diallo, uh, five-star point guard. Emmanuel Steven, perfect Christian Cologo-type development. That is a that would be Tommy Lloyd giving the Jed Fish clap back type to George Rushing right there if he got Zoom Diallo as well. I'm literally typing this in because here at 24-7, Mike, we're able to type that in. Arizona's class would be 68.15. Arizona would move to the number one class of the nation. All right. So again, you get Tommy Lloyd gets him. And again, a lot of people, including myself, were not thrilled about the early recruiting by Tommy Lloyd. But you know what? Tommy Lloyd is definitely striking back right here. And it's been pretty impressive, to be honest with you. It feels like now that he's going to be able to get the players that he needs. Five of a kind media. Zoom is supposed to show up this weekend, my friend. Go ahead, Skier. Yeah, it's almost like Tommy Lloyd knew what he was doing, uh, despite Wildcat Authority criticizing what he was doing. I, I agreed with the early skepticism, but it's pretty obvious. Um, and, and it does, I, I will say this, it does feel, I'd have to count and all that, but it does feel like they're offering a couple more players per cycle. Not a lot, think- not going crazy, but they're offering a couple more guys. But for him to land a class, that would include Zoom Diallo, Carter, Jamari, whatever international guys, I'm sure. The number one class in the nation would shut a lot of people up. Don't you think we had something to do with this, though? I'd like to think we did. Uh, I've, I've asked uh, someone near Arizona when they offered, I don't remember who it was, Braden Birdies, and I was like, you're welcome. And they yeah. yelled at me. So. Hey, I was on Braden Birdies before you. Five-star uh, guard out of California. This is true, Sheer. Uh, I like to evaluate players. You don't. You don't evaluate at all. No, I did evaluate. I watched some highlights, and I said, there's a kid you offer. <laughs> like, I like to, like, watch guys play. You, uh, There's been players you like. You just you just look at their body type. Or if they're from Tucson, you like them. The end. Oh, stop. Cody Williams says hello right there. Oh, Tony Jones, our guy. One of the leader, uh, one of the parents, part of the Back the A movement, Tony Jones. We're going to talk about A.J. Jones here in a little bit. By the way, off the field, or uh, joking aside, I tweeted this out. Doesn't Arizona, especially in that 22 class, have the coolest group of football parents walking the face of the earth? Everybody's cool. Kevin Green's cool. Tony Jones is cool. Les Fafita's awesome. Kangaika. Um, I can keep going on and on down the list. There are a lot of really cool people in there. And Tony Jones, you are one of them, my friend. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's really fun and it's very rare that you get like usually when I hear from parents, it's bad stuff behind the scenes and all that. I, I haven't heard it. It's It's been really fun. And on top of that, uh, big Russell Davis, one of my favorite people right there. A man of few words, but carries those words very strongly right there. Russell Davis, we are a big fan right there. Um, but again, very cool stuff. Now, Zoom Diallo, though, let's look at him at the point guard spot. Everybody's been talking about uh, uh, Kylan Boswell going off to the NBA. I don't I think Kylan Boswell can play in the NBA. I don't think that he's ever going to be somebody that the NBA folks are going to be knocking down the door to be able to get. Um, But if you have Zoom Diallo, Jaden Bradley and Kylan Boswell, that's a real log jam at that point guard position. Yeah, you deal with it, though. And, And clearly, Tommy has I mean, Zoom could play on the ball and off the ball. Jaden Bradley, you could these guys could play on the ball, off the ball. Um, you know, you always laughed when when Sean used to talk about the two point guard system because it never really happened. Uh, when Tommy talks about it, it it's going to happen. Like there's confidence that 
Arizona can absolutely run a two-point guard system with success. Do you think of Zoom Diallo's in Tucson that they're going to take him to Circle K? Uh, I would assume that's the first stop, right? All right, yes, because here's the thing. If you're Zoom Diallo, you want to join the Inner Circle right there. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. And on top of that, oh, geez. Now, you might say, all right, depending on where I go in town, sometimes I get a little bit of a headache. OG's is here for you, my friend. OG's has you covered. Check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. Okay, now let's hop in here. Brad Rich again, the man with two first names. Oh, we are very pooch friendly. You have been remiss in bringing your dogs on the show lately. Well, I mean, he just made an appearance. He just he feels good today. All right. I was going to say, you know, some some dog, Ted Wardo is very camera shy. Ted Wardo does not like coming on unless he has his cheese bone with him. If he has his cheese bone, then he's good. All right. Brad Rich says, um, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was Lev or Spears, but they essentially said if Kylan went to the league, then that meant he had a fantastic season. We would all be thrilled. Yeah. I think with some players, though, they're also – I think <laughs> – I don't know that I necessarily agree with that or disagree with it, but I think with I think some players they're just ready to bounce. Um, they're, yeah, I mean, that, that used to be the case, but how many bad players do we see declare for the NBA draft? And I'm not saying Kylan's bad, but you no longer have to be ready to play in the NBA to declare for the NBA draft. That's not a criteria anymore. But do you think that he? Yeah, but that's generally with players though too, where you have a you have a, a sense of upside that maybe you don't otherwise have like Dalen Terry or Dallin Terry, as some might call him. Um, Dalen Terry though, at six foot eight. You could tell that he had a world of potential. When you look at Kyle, Kylan Boswell, he's kind of built like a fullback. I don't know that he has a lot of untapped potential. Yeah. And you got to keep in mind, like, I don't want people to think we're insulting Boswell. Like there, no, there's good. nothing wrong to be a really good college player, which is what Boswell's on track to be. It's just, like you said, a lot of times, if if a guy's not ready to play in the NBA, you say, okay, yeah, but he's six seven and jumps out of the gym, right? right. Or, oh, yeah, but he's the, the best defender in the draft or a super – usually they're super athletes. Boswell's right. not a super athlete. He's just not. Right. He's not built that way. That's not his game. He's almost got an, an old man an old man game a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me – Leaving early, even unless he has a crazy season, leaving early just feels like a mistake. Right. But, you know, we will take Zoom Diallo all uh, all I was going to say. We'll take Zoom Diallo every single day of the week, though, right there. Um, we're going to uh, preview the exhibition a little bit more uh, coming up tomorrow right here. Um, now, let's get to some Arizona football right here. It's been so long since we go from Arizona basketball to Arizona football and the numbers don't go down. The numbers go up. Um, Sheer, Jed Fish is the man. When he left uh, the presser yesterday, he said that uh, um, all the coaches would be out recruiting because, believe it or not, this coaching staff recruits very hard. And he said, I'll probably be at a uh, uh, game here in town, i.e., Sal point, and then he winked at everybody. This dude is awesome. He gets it. I love when coaches fire back. It's uh, nonsense. Jet Fish is a beast. Yeah, I mean, he was always going to go to this game because they're also they're playing Mountain Point 
which is loaded with 2025 guys and 26. They've offered a handful of guys on that team. And um, it, it's it's funny that he's still going to that game. He's going to be on the South Point sideline, I would assume. They're still recruiting Will Height, uh, and he's going to be right there. And I, I like the fact that he's not scared off and he's not going to say, oh, you know, Elijah Rushing decommitted, screw South Point or whatever. I'm I'm changing my plans. He's he's doing the opposite. And um, honestly, it's probably embarrassing for a, a few people on that sideline, not the coaching staff, but right. um, and, and honestly, that's what I like about Fish. Fish came in and everything that he said has turned out to be true. He's put together a good product on the field. Very good question here. Five of kind media. We will get to next. But he's put together a very, very um uh, a very good product, and I'm sorry if some if some parent goes around and starts spreading rumors uh, or talking with other parents or whatever, and just puts a bunch of nonsense out there. Jed Fish can look at his track record now, look at his resume and what he's built, and he can say that um, yeah. I'm going to walk right in there. I also believe this, and you and I were talking about this. I believe that George Rushing thought when he put that tweet out that the city would turn on Jed, and when in actuality the city turned on him. That to me was miscalculation right there. This city backs Jed Fish to the fullest because he backs the A. Yeah, the city backs the A, right? That's just what it comes down to. You're not a, a recruit. There is no recruit on the face of this planet that it can turn the Arizona fan base against Arizona football. It, it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, and, and no offense to Elijah Rushing, he's not that guy either. As good as he is, it's just not going to happen, especially now. Like Arizona just won a football game. Whatever, what was it, forty-three to six or whatever? I don't even know remember this. Forty-four to six. Yeah, don't slide up. Uh, I mean, you're going to turn over a recruit when Arizona just went on the road and <laughs> beat a ranked team by five touchdowns, and 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 it's just it, it was a gross miscalculation, and that's just where we're at. Like it's, I think it's funny. I would have gone to the South Point game too, but we have. We have basketball on Friday night, Mike. Yeah, we got bas- We got basketball on Friday night, but I would really like to be at that one, though. I will get photos, though, from uh, Jed Fish right there. All right, let's talk about the development of the D-line, and then we're going to get to the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. That's for you, Tony Jones. But first, five of a kind media. If we beat Oregon State, do we get one vote in the top 25? I go a step further. I think Arizona's got to be in the top 25 if we beat Oregon State. Uh, I would actually, yeah, I actually think Arizona's ranked if it wins against Oregon State. I really do. And if not, it'll be like 26th. Because you have to look at it and say, all right, you barely lost to Washington, which is obviously a great team. Um, you, uh, you maybe laid out the blueprint there to be able to beat um, uh, uh, USC with Caleb Williams. You crush Washington State on the road. You beat Oregon State, which is a good team at home. I think you got to be ranked. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it, your losses are all on the road. Uh, your biggest win is on the road, though. And then you beat Oregon State, who's a, another ranked really good team, who's only lost one game. Yeah, you're, you're ranked at that point. The um, And uh, what I've had a couple people ask me, they're like, hey, if Elijah Rushing wanted to transfer after a year, could he come back here? I don't see that ever happening right there. That uh, he, he burned all those bridges, so I do not see that one happening. Um, defensive line, though. Looking at this defensive line, um, Anthony Humbert, Zoom Diallo is visiting, and it looks like Arizona's got some momentum right there. Get on, come on, Anthony, get in here on time. If you're going to be the Henry Vasar fan club uh, supporter, you got to be in here on time at least. Um, but here with uh, uh, this defensive line, 
we, we've talked about running backs. We talked about wide receivers. I think you could start to make a case. This is one of the better defensive lines in the conferences uh, uh, as well, which is wild to say from sacks to big dudes up the middle, big Bill Norton. This is a loaded defensive line. And it's weird. It's just wild to say that. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is too, like it's deep, right? Like it's not just uh, a bunch of random guys, you know, that are not, I don't want to say random guys, like two or three guys that uh, make an impact. And, and there's a huge drop off. Like Arizona could come up with, multiple starting combinations right and right. and you know i'm actually trying to look up taylor upshaw has to be among the leaders in sacks in the conference uh i'm trying to find that out uh he's in five and a half sacks there's a very good chance that he could finish the year with 10 sacks the last double digit sack guy was scooby Wright. right so i mean look like it arizona doesn't have that superstar right it doesn't have that tui Pelotu on usc it doesn't have that that lot to on, on UCLA. Right. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's got guys that, you know, it, it, like Bill Norton does his job. It's not going right. to show up in the stat line, but he's really good at what he does. Um, Taylor Upshaw is good at what he does. And so the depth, I think overall, we talked about this yesterday, the fact that you could play 30 guy or 30 snaps and then another guy, 30 snaps, and you can't tell the difference between the two uh, is, is a very big deal. Brad Rich, the great Brad Rich, Big Bill Norton knocking the ball out on Saturday. I found myself correcting the commentator when he forgot to say Big Bill Norton. Big Bill Norton is a thing. Well, that needs to be trademarked right there. It's simple, but it fits him very well, Sheer. Yes, and I and I used it. I'm using it a little bit more. Upshaw's fifth in the conference in sacks. That's I think Upshaw. Oh, and we also got to give a big shout out too to uh, I thought uh, I thought our guy uh, Russell Davis, Russell Davis Senior, said some very cool things about being incredibly happy. Oh, oh, oh hop on in here. Um, Russell Davis Senior said some very cool things about you know being happy with the uh, football, the development of his uh, son and whatnot. There's a lot of happy fa- There's a lot of happy parents on this squad though as well, especially from that 2022 class, Jason Shear. Well, I think they see the long term, you know, like if you're good enough to play, you're gonna you're gonna play. Like Jacob Mane was good enough to play, he's playing as much as possible, right? right. He, and and you know, even though he wasn't the highest rated guy coming out of high school, this is perfectly set up for a guy like Russell Davis to start next year. Upshaw right. is better. It was smart to get Upshaw because Russell Davis wasn't ready yet. You assume he'll be ready next year, and then he steps in to start. And I think we're gonna see that at a few positions next season. Yeah. Now um, looking especially too on that defensive line, that's where it also becomes interesting going forward. When you look at Manoa, when you look at Kungaika, when you look at big Bill Norton, who possibly has another year as well, that could in a weird way. And we're going to talk about the secondary here in a second. Um, that could be the, one of the strengths of the team though. Sheer next year's defensive line. Again, you lose, uh, you lose uh, Taylor Upshaw, but you replace him with Deuce Davis, who I think is going to be very good. You got Isaiah Ward right there as well. I still think there's a real chance you get Keona Wilhite back. This is a, that's going to be a defensive line that is going to be problems for everybody. Dude, Arizona's defense could return literally every single player in that, that plays legit snaps, like right. except for Upshaw, um, I think Co, who plays like twenty, uh, Tia Savea would be. I mean Manoa. I mean, there's there's guys that would be back, and then the guys that Arizona is losing. Like I love Upshaw. You can recover from that. Like right. this isn't going to be a completely rebuilt defense next season. It's pretty crazy to see 
really the entire roster, uh, the youth that that and what Arizona's roster is going to look like next season. All right, now, there's no better time to become a PHNX diehard. Go to GoPHNX right now. You get access to the Discord. You get merch. Maybe working on a Noah Fafita shirt. We'll see. We'll see. All kinds of cool stuff right there. And Anthony Jamino's writing. Shears said it before. He actually likes Jamino, one of the few people that he actually likes. That is a testament to Anthony Jamino right there. Go to GoPHNX.com. Check it out. Become a diehard. All right, now, a um, couple things. I need to shoot back a little bit um, about the uh, the Big Ten. Just because the Big Ten vetted Arizona doesn't mean that Arizona was ever going to the Big Ten. Um, I feel very comfortable in saying that the Big Ten pretty much shot down Arizona very, very quickly. I have a pretty good source on this one. Arizona was not – the Big Ten did not view Arizona as being a good fit. What do you think, Jason Shear? Yeah, I mean, it, it's your job to look at – schools right it's like in a, right. in a coaching search when you look at guys that you know you're probably not going to hire you still vet them a little bit or look into it and that's what this was i i don't think that was uh we we both have pretty good connections here and i don't i don't think that was ever a a serious um one thing i will say though sheer one thing that uh i would rather and i know there's more money there's more prestige in the big 10 I'd rather be in the Big 12, though, from a competitive standpoint. I can't watch Big 10 basketball. It is absolutely an atrocious product. Big 10 football is drastically overrated. Everybody except Ohio State is essentially Wisconsin or uh, Purdue. Um, I would rather, just from a competitive, from a fan-based competitive factor, I would 1,000% rather be in the Big 12. I don't care what anybody says. Well, I said before, like, when, like I, I have no desire to be in the Big 10. It, it just... It's like when people – there's an argument on the board, like, would you want to be in the SEC? Absolutely not. Why no. would I want Arizona football in the SEC? What does right. that do on a weekly basis for Arizona football? Big 12 is a very winnable deal, right? In basketball, there's going to be more losses. I think Arizona fans have to prepare themselves for that. But you're in the tournament if you have a solid season, and the entertainment factor is insane. Football, Big 12, it's not very good this year. I get it. But the games are going to be entertaining, and Arizona is going to win football games. Like, it, it just—I don't want to see Arizona versus Iowa. Like, there's nothing appealing about Arizona versus Iowa in football. Big Ten athletics, Big Ten revenue sports sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck, but it's drastically overrated. It brings me nothing. Like you said, I don't want to watch Iowa, Arizona, and football. It does nothing for me. Ohio State is different. Um, but and in basketball, it is an atrocious product. I, the Big Twelve. Let's be and let's be honest here. We're talking football, but Arizona is a basketball school. Um, although Jed Fish might be changing that to a certain degree, right there, right there. But. I don't want anything to do with the Big Ten from an athletic perspective. I get the $70 million, but now I'm happy. Plus, Brett Yormark, leader of men, can't wait to meet him. Yeah, I'm happy. Like, you know, it's uh, the Big Ten West and football is like the most boring conference ever, right? Yeah. The, I, only, I way don't the, think 12, the only way the Big 12 would be better if we brought back Nebraska. Ah, uh, yes. No, that would be, you know, then it becomes far more interesting. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, yeah, Cats versus Rutgers. Gross. Yuck. No, thanks. Um, All right. As far as the game goes, it's being streamed. Arizona all of a sudden found the capability to stream the game right there. I see you right there. So it'll be streaming. Check out the Arizona website. It'll be on there. We're going to have a post-game show. As far as Gonzaga goes, I can speak to this slightly. Again, not uh, great on this one, but... 
there's a very legitimate chance that Gonzaga does join the Big or Big 12 in the next two years in some capacity and obviously in a basketball-only uh, uh, realm. It's going to need to be um, – uh, cleared with uh, all the schools and whatnot, but I think there is a very legitimate possibility because Brett Yormark would like to do that. Yeah, and I mean Yormark, Yormark's baby was UConn, but that's just not realistic for uh, a few reasons. Um, Gonzaga makes sense, right? I mean Yormark clearly values basketball more than any other commission in, in the country, and there's value there. You just got to kind of. It, it's not as easy as people think to figure out the the money in all this, right? Now, let's talk about you. Actually, you, you've you had an interaction with Brett Yormark in recent weeks. Yeah, uh, there, there is a moment uh, where I held the door open for him. And I and I didn't realize it was him until he walked by me and the SID started laughing. And then I did a double take and I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's Brett Yormark. Was Mike Lowry grossed out by it? Uh, he actually tried to slam the door in Yormark's face, but I wouldn't let him. Mike Lowry, a very good uh, good dude right here. Mike Lowry messaged me immediately. You um, have a uh, what is Mike Lowry's official title? Uh, tech guy. Tech, tech guy. Camera. All right. Big, big up in the video department. Good dude. But he messages me and he said, "Jason Shear just held the door open for uh, your guy Brett Yormark." And then um, instead of uh, instead of uh, uh, me saying, "Whoa," I said, "Yeah." He already called me about it, dude. He called me like three times right there. Also, I believe the streaming is free to ask uh, to answer everybody out there. All right, now let's get to some Arizona. Um, let's get to some Arizona football. Noah Fafita, the receiver units right here, and Dwayne Aquina, who uh, has demanded an apology from Jason Shear. But first, BetMGM. Shear and I are generally dumb, but we told you before. We told you last year that Arizona would uh, would hammer hammer the over two and a half. Arizona got five. We told you this year. Take the over five. Arizona's going to get over five. You could be a rich person right now if you uh, if you listen to us. So sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out show notes for details. Let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, now. We're going to go. We'll get to the offense here in a second. We want to stick with the defense. When Dwayne Aquino was hired, Shear was skeptical. I said, this guy is revolutionary. Jason Shear has taken uh, has, uh, taken a step back. Dwayne Aquino was exactly what this defense needed and what Johnny Nansen needed, I think, to reach that next level there, Jason Shear. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, he's been really – I think the thing with him is he's not – like a lot of times a guy like him would come in and be like, this is going to be done my way. I have more experience and all that. He hasn't done that. And credit to Danson too. I mean, Danson's had an open mind and said, look, you're, you're really good at what you do. You know, a lot of football, let's sit down, let's work together. And and it, it's worked very, very well so far. Those are easily the two most uh, unreplaceable uh, guys on the entire defense. We agree. Who? Johnny Nansen and Dwayne Aquina, even though Dwayne Aquina's yes. not a head coach. Okay. Yes. Um, we got to talk about the secondary, though. 
Takario Davis had an incredible game against Washington State. Obviously, we've talked a ton about Ephesians Price Hawk. These two dudes next year are going to be problems, and it would not surprise me at all if these are NFL players after their junior years. I mean, Price Sock, I would be surprised if he's not in the NFL, but Davis is definitely trending in that direction there, Skier. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, like, you you look at them, and they're huge. Like, they, they, they're they huge. They have long arms. Um, and, and like we mentioned yesterday, like, you look at Takario Davis, and your automatic assumption is he's a safety. That's just right. how he's and clearly he's a capable corner. These guys are built very unique when you take a look at the corners really throughout college football. And I'm not saying they're the best. I'm saying, you know, they're they're built different than a lot of them. When they continue to get stronger and put on a little bit of weight, like Prysock has to get stronger and put on some weight, they're going to be really, really good. Right. And then the safeties are actually, I wish we could get another year out of Dalton Johnson, to be honest with you, because he's been a very nice uh a very nice safety valve on the back end. We'll give uh, uh, Gunnar Maldonado has played much, much better. Got to uh, got to give it uh, there. Um, the safeties are interesting. I think the one that you really hope can make that jump next year is Genesis Smith because there's going to be playing time to be had at those safety positions. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, safety is another. And, and, and I'll say this, Arizona has gone out and landed quite a few safeties in secondary. They're going to land another one today. Oop, yep, there's a scoop. Uh, and, and, um, so I'm wondering if they plan on, on guys leaving or, or not. I don't think it'd be like Genesis Smith, but you look at others that maybe aren't playing or maybe Gunner and Dalton, you know, move on or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I'm fine with it. Like I, Genesis Smith continues to get more snaps as the season goes along. Um, I don't see that changing. I think he's going to be significantly improved next season. And, you know, that was one of the positions that was a concern. And it still may not be a strong point, but it's not the big weakness that, that we thought it was. Over or under 10 NFL, 10 NFL players on this roster currently? Probably under. 10's a lot. All right. I will make, I'm glad you said that, my friend. So let's go, let's walk this through a little bit right here. Let's go with the locks. T Mac, we agree he will be in the NFL, correct? Uh, yes. Jordan Morgan, we agree he will be in the NFL, correct? Yep. Yep. Jonas Savanea, we agree he will be in the NFL. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Now let's get to the ones likely to be in the NFL. Jacob Cowing, likely to make an NFL roster in some way, correct? Uh, yeah. So you're you're not going drafted. You're just saying in the NFL. Yeah, they'll play in the NFL. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so no, honestly, there's probably 10 then. All right. Yeah, because I was going to say, I got about 12 or 13 that we could walk. Jonah Coleman, probably going to play in the NFL. Ephesians right. Prysock, probably going to play in the NFL. A couple of these D linemen, probably going to play in the NFL. Takario Davis, real chance at the NFL. Tanner McLaughlin, probably going to play in the NFL. There's a lot of dudes right here, Sheer. You didn't, I know. You didn't, I you did. didn't think about that. I was thinking about drafted. I respect it. I, ten, I could see 10 playing. Absolutely. All right. Now, before we do that, though, let's also talk about, oh, what do I got? Oh, game time, game time. And then we're going to talk about Noah Fafita here, the elephant in the room, the small elephant, but the great elephant. Game time. All right. Here's the deal with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I know many, many people that have gotten into the, uh, that have gotten to a U of A game 
Game Time Last Second, Metallica concerts, all kinds of good stuff. Check it out. Game Time, cool stuff. All right, Noah Fafita. I think the biggest part about why he works is that, again, and I said this yesterday, but I'm going to keep saying it again because I think it's a rare good point by me. Everybody eats with him. Just look at We already know about T-Mac and Jacob Cowing. Kevin Green all of a sudden is now getting open like he wasn't before. Tony, all right, I almost said Tony Jones. A.J. Jones, Malachi Riley. These are all players that were not getting really any burn, and you started to see them come alive. Fafita finds the open player right there. If you get open, it's kind of the Tom Brady effect. You're probably going to get the ball. Yeah, and and that's the thing, like, Everyone eats, right? <laughs> like, there's not – and look, he may he may focus on T-Mac a little bit, but T-Mac's so good, I don't really care. Like, yeah. you can force a couple of passes to T-Mac, whatever. But you spread the ball around, and like you said, like, there's guys emerging that maybe weren't emerging before. And now when you're scouting Arizona, it, you know, that third receiver spot, which was nothing, you know, I like Jed Fish's strategy of, oh, we're going to get Montana. We're going to force the issue a little bit to make at least Washington State respect our third receiver. And Jonah Coleman is a third receiver. And Tanner McLaughlin is a third receiver. And all of a sudden, you know that if Jonah Coleman runs a route and is open, no one's going to get him the ball, as opposed to throwing the ball 50 yards downfield and trying to make the big play every down. All right. Now, one thing I disagree with you on, you think that JDL will be at Hawaii next year, Sheer. I don't see any way that he's Hawaii. I see him being somewhere, but not at Hawaii. I think that's the one school he won't be at. No, I think it'd be funny, though. You're probably right. He can't go back there. We, we were actually we were going over schools. Uh, Fresno State, I thought was a good one. UNLV. Place Boise like State. that. Boise State is fine. A place like that. How about Washington State? That would be a good spot, too. Cam Ward, clearly not very good. I mean, I think we pretty much exposed Cam Ward. Arizona defense breaks quarterbacks at this point right now. Caleb Williams, likely to never be the same after that game. Um, Cam Ward, we'll be, seri- we'll be curious if he is on the ash heap of history after this game, Jason. Will you revisit my argument? I feel a little bit better. I said that I, I don't think there is a difference between Cam Ward and JDL. And, and I, got, I got attacked from all sides. Look at Cam Ward the last two weeks. Nothing. Yeah. Look at JDL all season, though. He's hurt. He's hurt, though. Yeah, well, he wasn't hurt when he wasn't playing. He's hurt. He's, hurt. He's got all a right. hurt ankle. You want to say right now that you think JDL is better than Cam Ward? I, think there, I don't think there's a big difference between the two is what I said. There isn't. Cam Ward's not that good. I didn't say it, but JDL was pretty bad this year. Let's be honest. Yeah. Cam Ward's had two bad games. JDL was pretty bad this year. Let's be honest. Come on. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Come on. All right. <laughs> Everybody out. Hey, Sheer, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I'm not going on the show. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we'll find out. Sheer might be back tomorrow. We'll find <laughs> out. Right here. We're not going to. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But first, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you causing all your problems? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com, Wildcat Scoop Podcast with Shelby and at Jason Sheer on Twitter. All right, that's Jason Shear. Let's bring the backbone, Jacob Franklin. Come on in here real quick, Jacob Franklin. Come on, come on, come on, Jacob Franklin. We call him there the backbone. Oh, he's not going to come on. I get <laughs> whatever. All right, I'm Mike Luke, though. Um, we would uh, we really appreciate Jacob Franklin uh, coming on here. By the way, Brad Rich right here. Brad Rich, a very smart man, right? Shear doesn't know it yet, but he's coming on tomorrow. This is correct. All right. On that note, though, as always, appreciate you all listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Shear with some help by the Shear uh, family dogs. 
Jacob Franklin, the backbone behind the scenes. I am merely Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.